0: A manhunt in southern Oklahoma after a deputy is shot. I'm Michael Cross with the KOSU Daily on this Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. I'll have that, plus OSU gets funding to address indigenous health disparities. And Tulsa honors Maria and Marjorie Tallchief. All that ahead on the KOSU Daily. You may be wondering how your contribution helps KOSU. It does more than you think. Your gift fosters the growth of local journalism, including expanding coverage of indigenous affairs and funding special reports for state impact and harvest public media. Your gift helps pay for programs like Focus Black Oklahoma, All Things Considered, and This American Life. You make all of this a reality when you set up a membership to KOSU. Go to donate.kosu.org to become a member now. First off, a correction from headlines in yesterday's KOSU Daily. I mistakenly reported Bill Anatubby was the chief of the Choctaw Nation, but he is the chief for the Chickasaw Nation. Law enforcement officials are seeking a 25-year-old man after an incident in southern Oklahoma. The State Bureau of Investigation says Cameron Jenkins fired on officers after a chase on I-35 ending near Winniewood. A passerby was shot and killed while a Cleveland County deputy was injured and transported to OU Medical Center where he's expected to make a full recovery. Authorities say Jenkins, who is considered armed and dangerous, is currently on probation for a number of violent crimes dating back to 2016. Two Oklahomans plead guilty in federal court to COVID funding fraud schemes. KOSU's Cheyenne Leach reports.
1: Kimberly, Atlanta, Tipton, 43 of Oklahoma City pleaded guilty for false statements made to a financial institution. Tipton faces up to 30 years in prison and a fine up to a million dollars. Brian Lee Foster, 54 of Norman, was sentenced to two years for his role in a Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security CARES Act fraud scheme. The CARES Act provided more than $2 trillion in relief for individuals and businesses adversely affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the indictment, Foster applied for and obtained more than $40,000 $40,000 in PPP loans in his name and the name of another person. Courts ruled Foster used the loan proceeds for his personal benefit. Foster was also fined more than $21,000 in restitution to the U.S. Small Business Administration. In Stillwater, I'm Cheyenne Leach.
0: Tulsa's congressman is vying to be the next Speaker of the House. U.S. Representative Kevin Hearn told the Tulsa World he, Jim Jordan, and Steve Scalise are lobbying for the position after members voted Kevin McCarthy out on Tuesday. Hearn has supported work requirements for welfare recipients and is the chairman of the Republican Study Committee. Far-right members of the Republican Party voted for Hearn when electing a new speaker in January, although Hearn voted for McCarthy. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services awards $10 million over five years to OSU's Center for Health Sciences. State Impact's Gillian Taylor has more.
1: OSU and the University of Hawaii were awarded the grant, and they work as partners under the department's Center for Indigenous Innovation and Health Equity. The grant will help both universities continue evaluating culturally appropriate approaches through local partnerships to reduce and eliminate indigenous health disparities. Valerie Bluebird-Jernigan, OSU's Center for Indigenous Health Research and Policy Director, says the award will help them improve these disparities. It typically is most effective, this kind of intervention science, When the communities are involved at every level. Oklahoma indigenous populations experience significant health disparities with higher cardiovascular disease risks, rates of obesity and hypertension, and limited access to healthy food sources. For State Impact, I'm Jillian Taylor.
0: In honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month this October, local advocates and agencies are working to promote available services for victims. Oklahoma ranks second in the nation for women killed in single victim and offender incidents in the U.S. Agencies like the Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services and Palomar, a family justice center, want to lower the number and support victims of domestic violence. Allie Stevens experienced domestic abuse about three years ago, and her then boyfriend Gage Ford was found guilty after beating her while she was pregnant. She says October is an important month to spread awareness about available services.
1: Even if you're not in immediate danger, the domestic violence hotline will still let you talk and they'll listen to you.
0: Wraparound services provided by the agencies include things like counseling from on-site mental health providers. Victims can also connect to the Oklahoma Safe Line and 988 for support in the immediate aftermath and years to come. The Broken Arrow City Council approves a proposal to build an amphitheater. The Oklahoma Public Media Exchanges Peggy Dodd has more about the project and the agreement with the city.
1: At its meeting on October 3rd, the council approved a public-private partnership between the city and Sunset at Broken Arrow LLC. The outdoor venue is set to hold 2,500 people on 13 acres of land near Events Park. The city has agreed to fund $20 million in public infrastructure improvements to the park. This includes over 2,000 parking spaces and improvements to stormwater facilities, roads, and water lines. The construction will likely begin in 2024 and is projected to be complete by December 31st, 2025. The estimated annual economic impact is $211 million. In Norman, I'm Peggy Dodd.
0: The famed Tall Chief sisters are having a moment this month in Tulsa. KOSU's Allison Herrera has more on the spotlight for Marjorie and Maria. Marjorie Tall Chief statue is coming back. Last year, the bronze statue of Marjorie Tallchief was stolen from
1: the Five Moon Sculpture Garden in front of the Tulsa Historical Society. It was eventually found in a nearby scrapyard, but was in pieces. The community and the original sculptors, Monty England and Gary Henson, rallied, and a new one was created. The Maria Tallchief Quarter depicts Maria in one of her breakout roles, the Firebird, in a spotlit ballet pose and includes her Osage name etched on the coin. All this attention is getting noticed in Tulsa, and on Sunday, October 29th, Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum will declare that day Maria and
2: Marjorie Tallchief Day. I'm Allison Herrera.
0: And in other news, it is peak migration season for monarch butterflies in Oklahoma. State Impact's Brittany Cordera reports scientists and citizens are getting involved in monarch butterfly conservation.
2: Monarch butterflies, like many insects and birds, migrate twice a year, in the spring and in the fall. According to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, before the weather gets cold, monarchs travel over 2,000 miles from North America to Central Mexico to hibernate. Emily Geist is a postdoctoral fellow with the Oklahoma City Zoo. She says Central Mexico has the perfect climate for butterflies to overwinter.
1: It gets cool there at night. For them to be able to breed again, they have to be exposed to so many nights that are cool but not freezing, um, which you can't guarantee in Oklahoma or anywhere in the
2: Midwest. Monarchs that hatch just before the migration can live up to nine months to make the migration. Geist says the Oklahoma City Zoo has been participating in monarch tagging for over 25 years through a nationwide community science program called Monarch Watch. And
1: we have... Collectively, over those 25 years, tagged over 3,000 monarchs, and we've had over 100 recoveries in Mexico.
2: Volunteers and conservationists come to the zoo every fall to catch, tag, and release monarch butterflies. When I visited the zoo, geese had already caught a female butterfly and placed it in a wax envelope. To catch a butterfly is a little tricky. You need a large mesh bug net... Geist says the easiest way to catch them is with a net while they are flying. If
1: it's flying in the air, you're just going to swoop and catch it and just go back a few times. And once it's in, you flip your net so that it would be here and not just fly straight out.
2: After Geist catches another butterfly, this time a male, we go to the zoo's education center to collect data on the butterflies. The Oklahoma City Zoo collects health data, how much they weigh, how big their wings are, and they check each butterfly for a parasitic single-celled organism that insects can get from each other.
1: And we'll deal with her first. Just sit there until it is time to weigh him. Um, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to weigh them because um, they have to fatten up to survive those entire seven to nine months. Um, so they have to build up lipids. Then we
2: give it kind of a body condition score. It's called a wing wear score.
1: So this one um, has a tear in its hind wing here, um, probably from getting caught in some vegetation. Sometimes you'll see them missing pieces of their wings from bird strikes. Um, So on a scale of one to five, five being an absolutely perfect butterfly and one being they've lost a lot of their wings, um, this one's probably going to be a three because of that tear.
2: Then a sticker with a code on it is placed in the middle of the hind wing. Geist enters all this data into the database.
1: They all have a unique code and a combination of letters and numbers that no other butterfly will get.
2: The Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation is also hosting events where volunteers and students can tag and monitor monarch butterflies. This week, fourth graders from Chattanooga Elementary went to Hackberry Flat Wildlife Management Area in southwest Oklahoma to learn about monarch migration. Braden Gibbs' favorite part of the day was placing identification stickers on the butterflies' wings and giving them names. Are you having a good time? Yes. Wow. What's your favorite part of oh, yeah. the tagging? Yeah. Why? <laughs> because it's fun. What part of it is, is fun? The putting the tag. Robert Zabilski and his wife are volunteering that morning too. He tagged nine butterflies. He sees monarchs every day at his home in Lawton. He felt inspired to participate in tagging this year because of his concerns for the environment and climate change. Um, I'm interested
0: in wildlife, and um, the monarchs have always been, uh, we always spot them around our home. Just, I guess, a concerned human being, I guess.
2: After the class was done tagging, they released all the butterflies outside. Getting the community involved in this science project is crucial. According to Monarch Watch, tagging helps answer questions about the origins of monarchs that reach Mexico, the timing and pace of the migration, mortality during the migration, and changes in geographic distribution. For State Impact, I'm Brittany Cordera.
0: State Impact is a collaboration of NPR member stations in Oklahoma. For more, visit KOSU.org and click the link for State Impact. And finally, from the KOSU events calendar, the annual Red Earth Fall Fest will take place on Saturday, October 14th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Myriad Botanical Gardens in Oklahoma City. The event begins with a parade and will include an art market and a youth powwow. You can find the KOSU Daily wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. You can keep up to date on all the latest news throughout the day at KOSU.org. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KOSU Radio. This is the KOSU Daily, Oklahoma news every weekday.